All right, welcome. Stymie Podcast, first ever. Uh, got Keith here, Joe on the other side. Um, what's going on? What's going on, Joe? Um, so yeah, so this is our, our first podcast. We're, we're going out on a, you know, going rogue here from, from our day to day and trying something new, something fun. We've got, uh, you know, this new website we just launched over, you know, a couple weeks ago. It's the Stymie Golf Club, uh, website you can go on. It's, it's, it's going to be a blog. Uh, right now we've got a few articles up. One on uh, on the the man Tiger, uh, just a little little blurb about him and his story and his comeback, and then you know a couple others. But you know the uh, the the podcast is is going to be a culmination of things. We're going to talk about all things golf. Uh, with that, you know, it comes comes. You know, we've got our our website that's going to be the same. You know, we've got we've got. Joe, who's going to be blogging about all different kinds of things, you know, from from fantasy to week to week picks, you know, all the way through to to what's going on in the game now, you know, for the for the pros, for for him, for for me, for the both of us. Uh, yeah, I feel like you have more of a traditional outlook on the game, more of a history with the game, uh, like course, course architecture, things like that. I kind of come from. Uh, you know, fantasy kind of newer, got into it a little bit later in life. So I think we, uh, we have both, um, sides covered here between the two of us. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, I, I'd say I'm the, I'm the purist and sitting here in my golf room with, with all my pictures of Gary Flair and, and Ben Hogan and my man, Freddie couples up and, and you're the new school. You're the, you're the Rory, you're the day, you know, you wear those Nike flat brims. It's, we've got the, the, the old and the new, in, all in this podcast, so. I still wear collars, though. I still wear collars. Yeah, you, no you've got to. No I'll draw the line there. You know, you can't, you can't go to the blade collar. By the way, just, to, just to right off the bat, what, what do you think? And I, and I, I tweeted this out earlier today. Over under on how many blade collars Tiger wears is, is that one and a half? What are you taking? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know we're gonna get into the prop bets a little bit later, but I, I, I saw him doing both. I, I like the. You got to think that. You're only playing with three days, right? Because he's got to wear a collared red shirt on Sunday. So you're, you're talking one and a half is, 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 you know, the majority then if you're taking two out of three. So I'm yeah, going to say, exactly. I'm going to say under. You're going to say under. I'm going to take the under on the blades. I think I, I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think he goes with one blade collar and three regular. The only thing that makes it, Tricky is the, the guy's got some pretty mean traps. So the blade collar, you know, it make, I think it makes him look more jacked. You know, he could go if he's in contention on Saturday and Sunday. You know, you you may see some exotic, tight, trap shirts. You know, he wants he wants these guys to know who's who's the boss. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously we're just hopping right into Tiger, which is obviously the biggest story, and obviously Tiger is the reason why. At least I know, like, the reason why I got into golf is obviously, you know, you and your and your family and a lot of our other friends played way before I did and uh, got into it that way. But Tiger is the thing that kind of kept me into it, um, just all about Tiger. And uh, obviously the new the new school of guys that we have playing now are obviously great to watch as well. But uh, there's just nothing like Tiger. And uh, I, I think, listen to his press conference yesterday. I feel like he's being realistic yet optimistic, and I think he just has found out a lot about himself over the last couple of years. I, I saw an interesting tweet from somebody uh, 
obviously Pat, Patrick Reed played a uh, practice round with him with him on uh, Monday, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, I think it was Monday or Tuesday night. Uh, Tiger was chipping and putting, you know, at the practice facility out in Albany um, at the Hero, obviously. And uh, Patrick Reed rolled up in a in one of the cards and was like, Tiger, you know, don't grind too hard. You're getting old. And Tiger kind of replied, getting? Like, what do you mean getting? I already am old. So I think he, I think he's got like a self-reflection that's different about him. He's embracing the fact that he's he's older than these guys. You think he's he's sort of accepting it, where for years he he kind of was, you know, fighting himself a little bit. He would always go back to that tiger of like, well, I'm only competing to win. I'm only here because I want to win. I'm only here because I think I could beat everybody. I mean, he's making jokes and making comments like he wants to beat everybody, but I think it's kind of like he's on. He's on borrowed time almost. Like he, this is like the the icing on the cake. This is the last shot, and it's the best shot because he had this, you know, expansive surgery, which is really his only chance of ever getting back to it. And I think he no, I, it. I no, I I totally agree with you. I think that you know you look you look at the guy's career, and and like you mentioned, you got into golf because you know Tiger Woods. You're 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 in the majority there, of, especially of our generation. Uh, you know, I I'm I grew up watching it as a kid before before Tiger burst on the scene, but I was little. You know, like I I, I who knows if I would have kept playing golf if Tiger Woods never existed, right? So, you know, I would put myself in the same boat as you as like you know Tiger Woods 1997 Masters. You know, he bursts onto the scene. Golf is the biggest thing in my my childhood from that time going forward. So, you know, I I'm with you. I think I'm in the same boat that the guy has totally transcended the game he's brought our generation to to the forefront now on tour you can see it um but but even more so just the depth across the game you know how many people are playing it's 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 incredible and you know maybe it's maybe it's slowing down maybe it's this the pace of growth is is not what it was when he was in his prime but you know the guy is essential to the game and you could see it all week long all you know since since he announced that he was playing really but especially in the last week that he is he has completely captured the media's attention you know undividedly you know he was he was sitting next to DJ the other day and they were doing a presser and you know DJ's number one player in the world and they're sitting next to each other and i forget who it was one of the guys on the golf channel was asking him uh, asking Tiger some questions, and you could tell the interview was sort of designed to be like a little, "Hey, Tiger, what do you think?" And then, "Hey, DJ, what do you think?" Yeah. And you know, I, I forget who it was, but he just he asked Tiger like five questions in a row, like didn't even it, DJ could have just got up and and walked away, and, and nobody would have blinked. You know, it was, it was it was that it was almost uncomfortable. It's like DJ's sitting there, what, ask the guy a question. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I I'm I'm with you. I think. You know, he's he's a different person now, and I think he's he's accepting that. I think, you know, he, he's probably rejuvenated a little bit by these young guys. You know, they're probably chirping him a little bit, giving him giving him some some crap about, you know, being old and being being the old man. And but they're doing it because they want him back. They, they know that that's going to get him going. Twitter GC Tiger Tractor. It has 153.3 thousand followers. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's insane, and they're just tweeted. They followed him around today during the program and just tweeted after every hole what the hell, what the hell he was doing. And it sounds like just looking at the tweets now, they've 
they've gotten they probably tripled their follow followership today or yesterday, and uh, it's pretty amazing how how crazy he 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 really is to the game. But but yeah, I mean it's obviously has relationships with these guys because of all the you know team team USA or Ryder Cups and Presidents Cups and you know I think. I think he just wants to go out there and show them who he really was. You know, the, we're the same age as these kids, if not older, which it sucks. But yeah, we're the same age as these guys, as if not older. And we follow Tiger. They follow Tiger. They never got a chance to play against them. Um, and it's uh, it's going to be really exciting. I mean, hearing him say during his press conference that in, even in 2013 he was struggling with back issues. When I think. I think he won Player of the Year that year. He won five times. But he won yeah, he did. So it's to me, it's like, you know, that was just four years ago, five years ago. And if he comes back at 75% of what he was, I mean, I'm looking at the world rankings right now. I mean, if you look at all right, the top 15 players, he's, you know, it's tough to say that he could be better than them. But you're telling me he can't be better than a Terrell Hatton or an Alex Noren or a Pat Perez? I'm 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 with you. Pat Perez is my example because I think they're they're around the same age because, you know, people talk about it and and, and I don't want to cut you off because you're going in the right direction here, but it's it's so true. There there is there is a caliber of player at the top of the game right now that's very good, and I you know I wouldn't say that the I think the game is deeper on the the hundreds and thousands level, but. In the top 30 to 50 level of guys, you've got some really good players that are all playing against each other week to week. And then you've got some guys that can put good weeks together, but they're not great golfers. They're good. They're very good golfers, and they're at the top of the world, you know, and they're, they're, they are the best in the game. But they're not, they're not all time. They're not guys like Davis Love. They're not guys like Hal Sutton and, and Fred Cole. They're not guys that are going to win 10, 10 tournaments in their career. None of these guys. Yeah. Shoffley's 24. Let's see what he could do his second year. Daniel Berger. Like, you have guys that are in the 20s, like mid to high 20s, even if you go down to, you know, I don't even know. You have Bill Haas is 52. I mean, come on. Ian Poulter is 51. Give me a break. Like, <laughs> I know that that's the thing. Like, it, a lot of people forget, you know, it's, and it's this world, you know, it's the world that we live in now where, You've got this one. What have you done for me lately? Society. You see it, you know, this week with the Giants benching Eli. You know, forget the two Super Bowl goals. Let's let's try something new. Let's not just, you know, give this guy what he what he deserves. Yeah. And it's kind of like that in golf. It, it's like Tiger's been off the he's been off the radar because of his injuries and because of his his issues. You know, for for. Close to a decade now. I, you know, I, I know he did win in, in 2013, and he had a great year, and, and he's he deserves more credit for that year than anybody gives him, for sure. But, you know, he had some lulls before that, you know, and he started getting a little bit more inconsistent after his whole, uh, you know, the whole fiasco in 09. Um, but he's – all he has to do, like you said, is – be at Pat Perez's level. Like that guy contends in tournaments. If you could be at that level, you can contend. And I just don't see why Tiger Woods cannot get back to that level. Yeah. You know, Davis Love had the surgery, and then you know he won. What was it last year or two years ago on on the PGA Tour in a PGA Tour event? Guy over fifty years old. 
or, or right at 50 when he did it. You know, it's VJ Singh in his 40s. Like the game is is designed. You know, it's it, that's one of the beauties of the game is Charlie you could see these guys do it for a long. Time. Yeah, I mean, it's it, that's exactly it. He's just got to stay healthy. It really, like, the game will come, like, the reps will be there, and, and that's what he needs. He needs the reps because that's how the guy operates. You know, he's not a field golfer. He can't go out and, and you know, make two or three putts on the on the putting green and, and go to the first tee. He's not that guy. You know, some of those guys are. Yeah. You know, he's built on his relentless work ethic and, well, and his a, mental that's toughness. A, that's going to be the interesting thing. I mean, and he kind of – someone asked him, like, how are you going to be able to prepare for tournaments and do the things you used to do? And he just doesn't know because he doesn't know his body. So if he's going to be that guy that needs the reps, but can he be that guy because of, because of the health? And if he can, if he can be somewhat of it and he learns how to manage it and stays healthy, you know, he'll be fine. I think I really think he will, and it'll be exciting for everybody. If, if he can get into, into contention to, into a couple of tournaments over the next couple of months, you know, bef- obviously before the Masters, uh, it's going to be a really exciting spring and summer with him. Yeah, I think he just listen. The reality is, you know, you look at the the, the major schedule because we we know that he's chasing Jack, you know, and and he's chasing if he if he beats Jack's record or he ties it. Then he beats Sam Snead's all-time wins record. So, you know, I think he's looking at the majors because the the byproduct is he becomes the most the the, the winningest golfer of all time on the PGA Tour by beating Snead. But you know, you look at the majors over the next four years, and and it really sets up well for him. You know, you've got he, he I mean, he can play the Masters his whole life, which a lot of people aren't aren't, aren't giving that enough thought because you know, even if that's the only tournament he plays a year. I'd still take it. You know, Fred Couples put, plays on the senior tour and stuff. And, and you know, and, and Freddie's my favorite. You know this. Freddie's my like my idol. I love this guy. But he, you know, he shows up at, at Augusta and he plays. the. He doesn't. He's like lights out. He doesn't. You know, he plays at such a higher level than his his game at Augusta that I don't see why Tiger couldn't come into there once a year and, you know, maybe play a couple of these hero world challenges and, you know, maybe a couple B-list tournaments and and then go to Augusta and play well, you know, like that. There's that's totally realistic. And then you look at that, you know, he's got that the rest of his life. He's got five Masters over the next five years, and then he's got all right. Shinnecock may be a tough one for him. Uh, you know, he didn't play that great there last. He played he played decent, but you know, I I think you got Pebble coming up. You've got at the at 2019. Then you have. Uh, 2020 is Wingfoot. He missed the cut there last time. It was there, but Wingfoot's kind of a course that suits him. It's a, it's you got to putt. I'd kind of throw 2006 out. His, I think his father died like what, like a month before that. Yeah, and yeah. Came, and then he came back a month later, and didn't he win the British that year? 
Yes, correct. He did. He he repeated at the British. Um, but yeah, exactly. Like he he's got he's got St Andrews in the in the in the next three years. I think twenty twenty is is St Andrews. He's got Pebble Beach. He's got Bethpage Black as a PGA. There's there's places that he's won majors and won other golf tournaments. Torrey Pines is another U.S. Open I think coming up in in the next maybe seven. I, I don't I, I can't remember. I'd have to look. But the, the reality is there's there's courses that this guy's won at and played well at that that he's gonna have some shots if he stays healthy. And I think he knows that. I think that's why, you know, if he didn't care, I don't think he would have got the surgery. I think he's if anything. You know, and this is me personally, I think that maybe he's embellishing the pain that he felt over the last year or two, because now that he's healthy, he's probably looking back at his life like, how the hell was I living like that? Yeah, I mean, that was really apparent to me, like, looking at him during that press conference yesterday, it was like, he couldn't sleep, he couldn't walk, he couldn't go out to dinner, he was saying, because he couldn't sit down, he had to lay down. I mean... That's just crazy. And for him to win a player of the year feeling like that, like, I, I don't know. I mean, the guy is just remarkable, the stuff he's accomplished. And, and don't think for a second that he's not really petty about these records and such. I mean, I was watching this thing. I think it was on the British Open last night. I only watched about a half hour of it before I went to bed. But it was Tiger just, like, talking about his rounds at the British that he won. Um, he was talking about how he came up the um, – 18th hole and I forget what year it was, but he brought, he he had to sink a birdie putt to to get the all-time scoring record at the at the British, and he he drilled it, poured it right in, and he said he knew he had the tournament in hand. He was up by like eight strokes or whatever it was, and he's like, I just wanted to get the the, the scoring record, and then he was talking about how every time Jack Nicholas um, said he was going to retire, which was like five or six times in majors, Tiger won them all. That's funny. That's a good. That's a good fact. He did it twice at the British. I gotta see if I can find the clip on YouTube or something. I'll send it to you. But I think Jack said twice at the British, and Tiger won them both at Saint, both at St Andrews, twice at the PGA, or, or once at the PGA, once at the U.S. Open, and once at the Masters. And Tiger won all five of them. Yeah, Masters was 07, I think. Yeah. So Tiger said, "All I have to do, all I have to do to." Uh, to break Jack's record is for Jack to play three more majors and I'll win them. <laughs> That's funny. Probably could too. I know, right? So it's funny. I mean, it's it's you know this this whole thing is it's it's pretty crazy that we're we're talking about his comeback, you know, and it's it's less than you know it's just about twelve hours away. You know, he'll be walking up to the first tee, and it's it, it's crazy that like the guy has accomplished so much and so many people say he doesn't have anything to prove that he's done everything, all these things for the game. Like you think that he sits there and he thinks that there's no way he has these, this major hurdle in his mind since he was a teenager, since maybe he was single digit age, you know, like I, the guy is just, he's, he's got these intangibles and, and that, and I think that's like the 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 thing about him that's you know when when everybody said he was you know he wasn't human, it was it was the intangibles, the ability to make shots when he needed to, that have you know the guy he is something special and he is. He, he said it in that Gino podcast. He was like, I sat there and watched how many guys. I guess it was twenty guys uh, at the Presidents Cup on that short par three right on the water do the same exact thing. And he's like, again, I can't, 
because of the rules, I can't tell them what to do. But they were doing the complete opposite of what he would have done. And yeah. And I don't know if it's just the balls these guys have these days or the sheer arrogance in their game that they think they could hit these crazy shots. But I'm pretty sure he said that every single player that went up there tried to I forget which way it was. It was it was where they were on the tee box, right? With the with a with the wind uh, yeah. Yeah, he was sitting, like I, I don't know if they were starting it over the grandstands or starting it over the water, but he I forget which which way he said, you know, which where the setup was. I, I probably have it backwards in my head. But he said whatever they were doing was the complete wrong way and everybody was going to that bunker and I remember watching it and everyone was either short siding it into the bunker or or off to the right or way long and nobody hit, hit that damn green. And I'm like, this guy's standing there, and he's thinking, man, if I could just swing club, I could compete with these guys just on a mental level. If I could execute it, I could out, I could outthink these guys. And you see it every week on tour. As you know, I'm a, I'm a fantasy golf guru. I like to think of myself as one. But I, I watch PGA Tour live on a Thursday at two o'clock at the you know Quicken Loans National with like three players that are in the top 25. And these guys just blow up. And it's – I don't think I've ever really seen Tiger do that. Like he's just, No, he doesn't. He's too mentally intact. And especially if he's playing free and easy now, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's the, I, I think he's going to be there. I think he can compete. And I, I, I just can't wait to see it. No, I, I me, me too. And and I, you know, I'll go down memory lane one last time on this because I, I, I had sent you a link yesterday. I don't know if you had time to watch it, but – it was it was like a 12 minute video on it was like a little mini documentary on the 1996 US amateur when he was going to three Pete. It was at Pumpkin Ridge. Yeah. And uh, I don't have the guy's name that he played against off the top of my head. I probably should have wrote this down. But uh, he gets I think he was he was five down early and he cuts it down back to two down gets, you know, within one. He's chasing a little bit here and there. And then he gets to the. I think he gets to the 16th hole and he his ball is in the other guy's line so he's got to he's got to move it he's got to mark it move it Steve Scott Steve Scott Steve, Thank you Steve Scott that's the guy He he marks his ball moves it so it's not in the guy in Steve Scott's line Scott putts and he misses the putt Tiger goes to 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 putt and he never puts his ball back and right before he's about to putt that guy Steve Scott tells him Hey, did you move your ball back? So Tiger, you know, then is like, oh wow, I I didn't. I should do it now before I putt. Tiger moves the ball back, and you know, they and then they pan to Tiger like, you know, now I think it was like two years ago this thing was filmed, but you know, they pans to Tiger now, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I honestly, I I forgot, and he's like, from that moment forward, the rest of my life up until now and going forward, he's like, when I mark a golf ball on the green, I mark it heads. If I have to move it, I mark it tails. And just like like the the IQ things that this guy is able to pick up and maintain on the spot, he's just he's he consumes golf and and that's such a little thing and it seems like it's 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 stupid. It's not necessarily doesn't necessarily make you smart, but when you really think about something like that, it's like yeah. that's not something I would ever cross my mind in the game of golf. That I would be like, oh, you know what? Let me do this. I'll never do it again. You know, and that's the difference between him and these guys. He just thinks about the game, all aspects of it, every detail of it at a different level. Yeah, it's, he is above and beyond these guys. And it's, 
I don't know. I'm excited. I think the, the thing that's cool is I think everyone else is excited. Like, I love JT's comment. Like, I'm looking forward to playing with him, but I'm also looking forward to trying to beat his ass. Like, I love that. Like, I think it's it's going to make such a fun – it seems like the PJ Tour is like a big frat party these days with these top guys, and I, I think Tiger's going to be like the old man. I know Phil kind of fits that role, but Tiger's just a different breed, and uh, – I don't know. I'm looking for I hope we I hope I hope we do get to see the not not necessarily vintage tiger in the way in the ability because I don't know if we'll ever see the vintage tiger ability because that was that was something special and you know he was playing a different game against different players at that time but I want to see the vintage tiger that that hyper focused you know maybe maybe a little antisocial guy inside the ropes that was just so locked into his his game like you know, these guys are kind of buddy-buddy on the tour. They they put their arms around each other's shoulders. They high-five each other, you know, in stroke play, not not just in Ryder Cups. They do it in, in throughout the year. Yeah, and, you know, there's nothing better than great sportsmanship in golf. But, you know, the the competition, you know, if you want to shake hands at the end and everything, that's great. I, I, I That's a must. But, you know, Tiger didn't really communicate with guys a lot when he was playing with them. You know, like he and, it, and it, everybody that play, it was the Tiger effect. You know, you you almost didn't want to be paired with him because of the huge galleries I, and the fact that, yeah, you know, it was that. awkward. I'm with you. I'd really like to see it. I just think that, you know, those guys were his peers. And now he's like, you know, he's 10, 15 years older than these kids now. And he's kind of been a mentor to them, you know. So it's it's a little it's a little bit of a different relationship, but I mean I feel like when Tiger's competing, he's still gonna have that look on his face. We saw it today. I, I saw you tweeted something today that you know he hit he hit that that drive that they everyone said it went like three forty and he he twirled it and just took two steps, didn't even <laughs> didn't even flinch. And it was yeah, it's a little little and sauce. That, and that just shows like he's confident, and when he gets locked in, I, I feel like. It'll come back, and uh, I think these guys, I think these guys will actually love it. And everyone says like, "Oh, these guys won't be scared of it because they haven't seen it," but I think they're gonna be in awe. Like, I remember, I, I think we went to the 2006 uh, Open at Wingfoot, you know, because we live in the New York area. Whenever yes. we have a chance, we always go. Um, we went, and I remember looking at Tiger, and I was just like, "Oh my God! Like, look at this guy." And, you know, obviously I can't play golf, and, and he didn't even make the cut. And I remember watching him just, like, with the power and the way he looked and compared to everybody else. And it's... Yeah, like, I know. It's, it's... I'm thinking if I was actually in those ropes with him, no matter how good I was at golf, I would be, you know, I, I don't even know. But I would probably faint, you know? I think he was playing with Eduardo Molinari that day. We went on a Friday. He was, because, you know, we're Italian. We, were, we got a kick out of that. Yeah, he was Eduardo. He had a. He was playing. He must have qualified as an. I don't know if he was an amateur or or what, but he qualified and he had a stand bag. Yeah. Like he didn't. He didn't have like a big had, staff had, bag. Had like the Italian badge on it, like the soccer badge. Yeah, yeah, and and they were playing together, and you could just you could tell just you know just by them taking like a slow practice swing on a par three, that it was just a different game for for Tiger, and you know not it, those guys are obviously different caliber players, but you know. It's it just you like you said you just you see it it's it's it he he seeps this different aura you know it's just just this different thing that he does and you know I mean I think he rubbed off on a lot of these guys I think that you know some of these guys have the traits of Tiger but you put them in the ropes with him on Sunday 
at a major or at a big tournament, any tournament really, you know, and it's going to, it's going to suck the air right out of these guys. You know, it just, it's, it, it may be even more so now than ever, because you could kind of see it with this hype, you know, like the more he's out of the game, the more anticipated these comebacks become, you know, like last year's comeback was, was a hyped up. I think this one's even bigger, you know, it's, it's like if he goes dark again for another year and he wants to come back again, like, you know, it's like, you know, people, they say they're going to get sick of it. They're just like, oh, enough of this. You know, Tiger, you know, he's never, I'm done with this. I don't want him withdrawing anymore. It's bad for the game. And then he says, I'm playing. Everybody gets locked in and like, Tiger's back. He's back. Yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt Janela, uh, you know, I, I like I like him and his Lake Soul and his golf trips and all that stuff. Yeah, he's great. And, and he, he posted something on Instagram that was like so spot on. I, I could read it real quick. He goes, uh, this was yesterday. Oh, two days ago. He goes, can't wait. And yet, I'll wait. Is it Thursday yet? Not taking the same old bait. He has a lot of, a lot to prove. He has nothing to prove. I hope he's healthy enough to play with the kids. I hope he wins another Masters. Anything he does is bonus. Ryder Cup as a captain, 19 majors, whatever it is, I can't wait. And it's true. It doesn't matter. As long as he's around, it does, uh, that's all people want. Yeah, no, I know. I just can't wait to see how what the trajectory of the story is, uh, whether it's good, bad, indifferent. I mean, as a golf fan, you know, me watching those Thursday afternoons would be a lot more fun if it was Tiger on a at a crappy tournament rather than uh, you know rooting for Patrick Reed or something like that. Yeah, I mean, listen, the the reality is, you know, he's he's not going to be in contention every week. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's there's going to be tournaments where he puts up some ugly numbers and. You know, we've, we've got to bring it back down to earth a little bit in the sense that the game is very hard. You know, even even as good as he was, he ma- he just made it look easy. But, yeah. you know, there are a lot of tournaments where, you know, even back in the day where he didn't have his A game and he, he struggled through rounds and made cuts and, and finished, you know, top 30, top 20. But, you know, it, it's just like, you know, he's, he's back. The good thing is that, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy and he's just around. He's, he's on TV. We see him on Sundays and Saturdays. And, you know, even if he's six groups ahead of the guys and five shots behind at, at Augusta, like, you know, when they're making the turn at, at 10 and, and teeing off at 11, and then they, they, they flip to Tiger and Tiger's on 15 in the middle of the fairway, whether he's in it or not, like, I still want to see that shot into 15. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't matter to me. Like, I don't need him, you know, on the leaderboard, final group, every Sunday, every major. I just want to see him hitting some shots. And one of the things that I think a lot of people don't talk about is watching golf even 15 years ago was was way different than watching it now. You know, like, I would love to watch Tiger with, with all these, you know, featured groups and and streaming and you know, you can stream certain holes at Augusta now. And, I, you know, I think over the next couple of years or so, you're going to get to a point where you're, you're going to watch, be able to watch a lot of different groups. And, you know, U.S. Open's doing it now with all their streaming and featured groups and certain holes. And we didn't have that with Tiger. You got to watch the Masters on, on TV. And, you know, up until up until I think I was like 12 or 13 years old, I think up until Tiger won, you know, 97 any before 1997 i don't think the front nine of augusta was ever on tv if i'm if i'm not i may be correct on when that flipped over but that happened at some point i remember 
Yeah, for, for forever, the front nine at Augusta was never televised. And, and that's just, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. And, you know, now you can you can literally watch every hole for, for these guys. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. I mean, I think golf needs them. I think, I think the timing is almost perfect with Tiger coming back. If he could stay around the next couple of years and, you know, be around and, and make some moves and win some tournaments with the changed-up schedule and, I think they're going to try some different stuff in the fall. I think they should try some some skins games or some – it's kind of like they did with the Zurich with the team event. I think they need to do that this time of year in the fall because they're just competing against, obviously, the NFL and everything else going on. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that would be a lot of fun. And, and Tiger brings more eyeballs. So if you try that fun stuff while he's around, you might hook some new people into the sport. And I think that I think that's going to be really good for the game. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that golf's missing, and it's it's probably because these these purses have become so big that you know you can't they can't possibly pay these guys enough to do these little one-off events. Like like the skins game was great. That was during Thanksgiving weekend every year. That was so much fun to watch. These guys were mic'd up. You know, you able to talk. You know, they'd interview them in the middle of the fairways, talk to their caddies while they're you know you'd get a real good insight into what the kind of shot they were playing. It was good fun. They were chirping each other. You had the Shell Wonderful World of Golf. That was good head-to-head matches back in, you know, those went all the way back into the 60s, I think, 60s to to the early 2000s. But, you know, if you could get something like that going, you know, a couple couple weeks out of the year, that's all we need is just like, you know, just a couple fun little matches that, that get these guys having some fun. I think it's... I listen, I think the game is going in the right direction. Even, you know, as much as the game needs Tiger, I think he positioned it well for, for these young guys. They're, they've, they've, you know, sort of taken the torch and they're running with it. You know, you've, the good, the good thing is that you've got Tiger and then sort of every element of Tiger within all these other guys. You got, you got DJ who, who bombs it like Tiger used to. You've got, you know, Rory and, and Day who've got some serious game when they're at their highest level. You've got the intangibles, like and the putting with speed. Yeah. You've got, you know, the the marketing of, you know, in Ricky exactly. It's like it's almost like his game is sort of seeped into all these players in some way. You know, they none of them have all the traits, but a lot of them have multi, multiple traits. And you know, I think, listen, for for people like you and I, it's it's easy for us on the inside. We love golf, whether Tiger's in or out of it. You know, like at this point, he got us hooked. Like you're not just gonna get unhooked. You know, I don't think golf will ever be boring for me on TV. You know, I can watch any tournament, any, you know, I watch the women in college and I love it. You know, it's like I, I consume the game in every aspect. So it's he got me hooked. I don't think I'll ever get un, unhooked. But there's a lot of guys that are are fringe. You know, they're on the fringe of, of golf and, you know, they get into it. They play one year, they'll play eight times. The next year they won't play at all. Like the game needs more of those people getting getting into it because it's it's someone that's you know seen ricky fowler in all his commercials but you know all of a sudden they watch him you know win his first major because tiger was in the field and now they play 10 more times a year and they watch golf you know more regularly then that's great (laughs) you know there's nothing bad about that yeah no i know um all right well so i want to uh we'll we'll go through some of these uh we've got a couple for, for all the listeners out there we've got a couple fun little over-unders on the Tiger prop bets. We'll go through those quick and then maybe we'll, we'll switch gears quickly and conclude with some other stuff and, 
you know, uh, and then we'll, we'll go from there, but, uh, just want to kind of switch gears a little bit. So I'm looking at these over-unders, right? Uh, well, not, they're not all over-unders, but they're, they're, they're prop bets, but this is, some of these are funny. Some, some of these are, I, I think the numbers are, are comical, but so how many majors will Tiger Woods compete in during 2008 calendar year? Over-under is two and a half. Over, you think he competes in over two, o- over two and a half. So you think he competes in in which? So you have over which which majors is he competing in? I think he'll do them all, man. I'm, I'm confident he's good. He's not going to skip a major. So compete when you when so compete means he's not skipping a major. Okay, I I I, I think competes like he's going to play. Competes going to play. Yeah. Agreed. That's what they're going for. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I I'm with you. I think he competes in all four. Um. Two and a half is it? That's a what, what? Where would he not? Maybe he wouldn't go to the, no British. Is that Carnoustie? He would go. You know, if, if he if he's healthy, he's going. On him getting hurt. That's all they're saying. Yeah. You know, it's just a it's a health thing. I don't think it's a would he skip a. Will Tiger? <laughs> all right. So next one. Uh, I don't want to cut you off, but yeah. will Tiger Woods announce retirement from professional golf before January first, twenty nineteen? No. The yes is plus two forty eight. No minus three eleven. Unless he wins all four majors and. Jack's record, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I, first off, I don't think. I, I don't think he'll ever announce a retirement. I don't think that yeah. the game isn't designed for you to announce your retirement. You know, he he'll just go away like he has in the past and say I can't play. You know, that's not that I'm retiring. I just until I can play again, I can't play right now physically. Yeah. All right, Tiger Woods best finish during 2018 calendar year, minimum playing field of 100. Over 18 and a half, under 18 and a half. You think he gets a top 18 and a half? Yeah, he's got it. I mean, I think he's, I think we never got it. We didn't get into this, and we'll, we'll probably save it for the U.S. Open. But you, you you, told me about the fact that this is his last year getting exemption to the U.S. Open, unless he, you know, wins a tournament or he gets into the top 50, whatever, you know, whatever the qualifier. Yeah, I think it's a top 50, and, you know, he may, I'm sure because 2019 is Pebble Beach's 100th anniversary, he'll he'll, he'll probably get lucky and get a sponsor's exemption. I shouldn't yeah, say lucky. He, he definitely deserves he'll it. Try but. Quali- he'll try to qualify before that, but, yeah. It, he, I think he's motivated. He's He's got to sneak some top 10s in there, I mean, at, at worst. So, I mean, um, so my my thing is, my thing is that he's not eligible for I don't think any of the WGCs. So, and I, I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure he's not. He he can't play in any of the WGCs because they're just top, they're world ranking based. Yeah. Uh, and and his last WGC titles were over five years ago. But I think I think he's going to get into some of these events, like some of these tune ups, like the week before major, where the field's not that not that deep. And I don't see for any reason why he can't he can't post a score that gets him in the top eighteen. I think I think he does it more than once. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. Well, Tiger. Obviously, we're really high on him coming back, but I know we have no contrarian. (laughs) There's guys out there that are going to listen to this and and say, you know, these guys are nuts. They just love Tiger, but I really don't. Like I, I I love him, but like I I. I just didn't forget what he's capable of, you know, and until he's like walking with a cane, I just, you know, my dad plays golf, you know, he's got a bum leg, like people play the game hurt and he's not going to, you know, he's playing at the highest level, of course, but 
he's going to do it. He's got, he's got, he's still is as bad as the shape he's in. Like, you know, a lot of these guys like, Oh, he had four knee surgeries, five back surgeries. I don't care. Look at him. Look at, look at his physique. He is still in, in physical, physically fit shape, you know, in, and what you don't need to be in to even play golf. You know, I think if he stopped lifting weight and that's a conversation for a different day, because I can go down this road, you know, he could stop lifting weights tomorrow. And I think it'd be better for him. You know? Yeah, he believes in it though. I mean, listen. I mean, if you listen to that Gino pod, I feel like he's working out, but he's like, he's like riding bikes and running. Like he's like, I don't know. He's like, uh, he needs it. He needs it for his mentality. Athlete, man. He's just like, people don't give him enough credit for the actual like athlete that he is. You know? So I think he'll be fine. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not worried about the guy. I think he's gonna be good. He's gonna bust all these over-unders highest highest score on any hole during the hero world challenge challenge over six and a half under six and a half that's a tough one i mean that's just a double on a you think he gets five. a seven i mean a par five is just a double it's not like that far-fetched i know he i mean he did it last year right he i think he had two sevens yeah uh i i'm gonna have to say yes just because of over because just because it's his first time, and you could easily shank one into the sand there, and you know, yeah, I'm gonna go over. I th- I'll take the under on that. I don't, I don't think he doubles uh, a par five this year. I think he's we'll he could double a par four and get himself a six, but I, I don't think he's gonna double a par five. I mean, he could, he could have a blow up for sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely. I don't know. I, I, I think the chipping is is on par right now, so. That leads me to believe that he's gonna he's gonna be around. He, I don't know if he'll contend at that. At, you know, these some of these guys may go real low, and I don't know if he's capable of going real low, but he'll 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 definitely test par pretty well. Yeah, I think I think he'll be fine. I mean, if if what they're saying what he's doing in the practice rounds, you know, doing three, four, five under and nine holes. I mean, I mean, obviously it's practice rounds. There's no gallery. There's not really a gallery there to begin with, but you know, it's not playing an actual tournament TV cameras rolling and such, but can you imagine being Jordan Spieth and, and Dustin Johnson tomorrow and you're probably not gonna have any followers? There's a real there's a real scenario that like nobody is following. Like like who's the who's the first group out? I think it's 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 Charlie Hoffman and and somebody, like Fleetwood. No, no, that's what's crazy. It's, it's, it'll be pretty cool to watch. I think it's, it's going to be good TV the next couple of days. Uh, it gives me something to watch on the weekend, especially, you know, that my, my football team, our football team, Cowboys, the first off they play tomorrow night, but second of all, they're, they're bums and they're out of it. So I can, I can really lock into golf this weekend, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm looking forward to myself. So what's your what's your take before before we conclude here? I, I I'm cha- I'm gonna I'm going completely down a different path here. It's not Tiger related, but they all this talk about rolling back the golf ball bifurcation. What's what's your un, uneducated just in the, out of the whim? You know, from what you know and what you've read, what's what's your what's your take on this whole thing? I see both sides, obviously, like, you know, Tiger's been pretty outspoken about, not to go back to Tiger, but, um, 
he's been pretty outspoken about it. Probably the most outspoken uh, that I've heard outside of, you know, from players, I mean. Um, I don't know if it's necessary to do it on the tour. I, I feel like, like we talked about, you know, people like watching the long ball and people hitting it far. I think what needs to happen is we just need to start penalizing these guys more for in the rough. Start growing out the rough and let them, if they don't hit it long, if they can hit it long but not straight, they're going to be, you know, tempted to take the three-wood out, you know, instead. Or uh, uh, make some better angles where guys can't cut it with a 325-yard, you know, drive. Like, I know it's tough to change up courses and it's expensive and such, but I just feel like there's other ways around it. And I think us as as amateur players and other amateur players get a kick out of, I'm playing the same ball as Rory or Tiger. I'm playing the same club that he has. No differences. You know, I'm playing the same course with the same club. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's – it's uh, I'm not sure if you have to do it. But, uh, I mean, scoring averages aren't any different. I mean, our, our Brandel Chambly, the, the tweeter of all tweeters and the – probably the most polarizing guy on the golf channel, you know, he posts the scoring averages and they're not any better. It's not like the guys are playing better. They're just bombing. Yeah. They're know? not, they're not relative to, relative to par. And, and yeah. it, and it, and that's also a product of the golf courses have gotten longer and, you know, the, the greens have gotten faster. Um, but I, I, I'm with you. I think, you know, my, my take on the whole thing is I don't think, there should ever be a scenario where there's two different balls. I know this is where Tiger's going and some of these other guys are jumping on this, this bandwagon. I think that's a bad move. Yeah. I think it's a bad move for, for people in our boat that we're not competing amateurs, but we're, we're, we're playing with our buddies. We're playing with our friends. We're playing in our own made up tournaments, our own made up rider cups. Like, you know, I, I'm a guy and you know, me being a purist and being an old school guy, like I want to play the stuff that these guys are playing, yeah. you know? That's not to say that somebody else that's playing in our Ryder Cup, maybe that guy wants to play the longest ball out there, like because he wants the advantage. Like it, you're going to run into these tricky scenarios where where people are playing different level of equipment together, yeah. and and that that's I, I think is a big problem. I, I don't see why they can't. And I, I could be a little naive here, but you know when the Pro V1 first came out, what was it, 2003? Or I think. When when they first came out, that golf ball is nowhere near as good as the golf ball that's out today, right? Why can't they just just take take technology back to what it was 10, 12 years ago? Because they're just not gonna do it. I mean, if your computer can run faster, are you gonna like use an older computer? Like I, I just don't see how if the technology's out there. And then who polices all this stuff? I guess well, what you could do is you could have the USGA, you know, whatever the ball restrictions were back then were obviously I don't think the ball restrictions have changed. I think it's just that technology was unobtainable. So I think they just have to, you know, put their line in the sand and say, you know, you can't, you know, compression, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a chemist and a physicist, so I don't know what, what all the metrics are. Do you know this? I'm sorry, I didn't cut you off, but do you know, like, does somebody go through all these guys' clubs every week? Like to see, to make sure that they don't have anything, you know? (laughs) I, I I think there's like they're 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 subject to random testing and things like that, but I think the reality is that the the tour or or the manufacturers they they don't really manufacture things that are non-conforming anymore, you know? Because I get it. I know, I know like the grooves a couple of years ago because I remember I bought one of those Nike things and it was like the grooves were so th- 
so crazy on that Nike thing that I would hit what, like the cheap balls that I was playing with back then, and they would chop off the the, the cover of the ball. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know it's it's actually. I mean, I don't think it's crazy. It's like it's one of those things like. You never know, you know. Maybe somebody is playing non-conforming equipment, non-conforming grooves. Like I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, NASCAR, NASCAR. Obviously, you get knock points. Like that's a little bit. Obviously, a lot more components. Yeah, but like, like you're no, you're right. Like cork bats, spitballs, like all this stuff gets is is. Yeah. Who? Who? Uh, you know. I'm sure there's. I'm sure something goes through some kind of validation. That's what I mean. I mean, added the ball now would be another thing that people have to do, and, and I just I think there's other ways to do it, and. I don't think maybe like now that I mean how much further can these people take it? I don't know. I just don't. But why don't they? Yeah, why don't they just cap it at what now? Like the, with the current golf ball, like you can't make anything better than this. You can't make anything that goes further than these golf balls. Like let's let's draw the line at whatever the compression factor is in the TP5X and the Pro V1X and the Chrome Soft of 2017. Like you can't make anything better than that. You can make something that spins more. Maybe you could you can change the dimple pattern so that it spins more, or maybe you can make balls softer, but you can't make balls that go further. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, like just just cut it there. I, and I, I'd be with that. I mean, I think you're gonna see something like that. But what Tiger was saying is like, oh, like I don't know. I mean, there's also a lot like you need the RNA need to be involved in this too, because what happens when they play in the, on the European or the one week these guys are like you could have a player that wins a tournament on the web plays the next week on the PGA and then, you know, does well enough where he gets invited or is playing the next week on the European tour. Uh, how they all have to be the same. You can't like, you know, like it's just, yeah, no, it's very, I know. Yeah. You win the U S amateur playing one ball, a juiced up ball. And then you go to the, you go to the Augusta and you have to play a, a restricted ball. It's, you're going to, you're never going to be able to compete as an M. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, the you know, the, Well, I think I, I think that's I think that TrackMan is what's created this more than anything because these guys have have really figured out like what the optimal angles of attacking the ball are with the optimal shafts like the, all of this tech that goes into the you know it's not really even the head it's the shaft that is so important because you know based on your launch angle and your swing path your your swing your club head speed and you know, you're supposed to produce this trajectory at this spin rate to get optimal distance, you know, and it's it's an equation now. And it's, you know, the reality is that the technology didn't exist and, and guys were playing stuff not just off the shelf, but they were playing stuff that visually fit what they were looking for. Like, you know, a guy would take a club and he'd hit it and he'd say, oh, I don't like the way this feels and or I don't like the way that ball flight looks. But there were no numbers behind that other than like carry distance and how far it went, but like how to maximize your distance. That's what all this stuff came into play. And it's just, it's, I don't know. There, there's, there's a, we can talk about this for a long time and it, yeah, it's, I, mean, another thing, like I, was, I read a story about Billy Horschel and when he was learning how to play golf and whoever he was down in Florida was like, just hit the ball as far as you can. We'll figure out how to hit it straight later. It's like, <laughs> You know, 
So that's what kids, you know, he's in his twenties. You know, that's what they were. That's what they're being told. You know, that's what that's what people do. It's just hit the ball as far as you can. We'll figure out how to hit it straight later. It's it's interesting. You know. Yeah. No, I know. This is such a big deal. All I know is we're not playing course. We're not playing courses from seventy four hundred yards, and I think that the technology fits right into our wheelhouse now. I still feel like I'm using using all my clubs and. You know, it's a, it's a little wedge heavy, but it's it's not you know it's not bad. We we manage, but yeah, no. I mean, if I'm on the right hole, yeah, I'm, I'm usually yeah. pretty good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I I like it. I think it's I think it's cool. I think there's a ton of really good options out there. Uh, the club the clubs look really good. Uh, they sound really good. <laughs> I mean. Everything is like the club manufacturing is very competitive, which is obviously good for us. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it on the tour. I feel like I feel like Taylor May comes out with a new driver every year. And I, I don't I don't know. The guys really hit it that much further. Yeah. Um, no, I know. The it's, numbers, I guess. I don't know. But see, for me, it it does, I think it does the opposite effect for me. It's like you know, I I I have trouble. Like I don't want to time my buying of a new driver at the wrong time. Like I don't want to buy a club now and like maybe the new one's gonna come out next year. Like why give myself the disadvantage when in reality, you know, you're splitting hairs at at, yeah. at the amateur level. But it's a mental thing, you know. It's like a mental thing. Like why am I not gonna play with the best equipment? Not that I need the new stuff every year, but if I'm going to buy a new driver, I want to get the best one for me at like, you know, now, not the you're best always, one that was for me from two years ago. You're always gonna feel that way though because. It's every year. That's the marketers. They're going to come out and they're going to say it's better, but it's basically the same. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. I mean, if Tiger's talking about it, and I saw, like, I think Titleist, like, president was talking about it, and somebody else, like, those are some big names in golf. So, you know, I think Bridgestone, the president of Bridgestone Golf was getting involved. So it's going to it's gonna come to a head at some point. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think, uh, you know, but, um, all right, well, let's, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, a couple things. I just want to, you know, it's stymiegolfclub.com. Uh, check us out. It's, uh, again, it's a blog. It's, we're going to post our podcast up there. It's, you know, we're going to talk all things golf. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to pigeonhole us to anything. You know, we're, we're totally open-minded. It's, you know, we want it to become a club. That's why it's, it's called club. We want it to be mutual with our listeners and our viewers. We want them to get involved and, you know, we'll have some, you know, hopefully in the near future, we'll have some special offers up there. Some, some guides, travel, maybe travel guides, maybe shopping guides, you know, we'll go do some deep dives into to, to golf course architecture, some, some, some lost history and, and, you know, some, and then we'll go into the fantasy stuff. And I, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to evolve over time. We'll get some guests onto the podcast. Uh, you know, Joe and I, we're good buddies from for, for our whole life, and we've been playing golf together a long time. Uh, so we're we're looking to just build our, our golf community with with our listeners and, and viewers. So check out the check out the site. Um, we'll have some new posts up over the next couple of weeks. You know, it's, it's a short. You know, this the short off season is is kind of light on news other, outside of this whole Tiger thing. Uh, so you know, look for more more volume on the on the on the site when the season starts to pick back up, but we'll, uh, we'll try to get some stuff out there for, for you guys. We want some, some content out for, for our readers. So, uh, yeah, I hope, hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. I, I enjoyed doing this with Joe. It's, it's, 
it's a, it's you know this is homemade this is makeshift where I'm, I'm in my office at home i've got a microphone on a stella artois bottle right now i'm jealous that you're actually drinking i'm in a hotel room in state college pennsylvania right now well i'm not drinking technically i have i have i have the microphone hooked up to a bottle as if it I think it's getting some. I think it's some quality down. I made it. I made it, made an invention. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Uh, so, stay calm. So, so you, when are you when are you back? You, are you back to watch the golf on your own TV this weekend? Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, but probably not before Tiger tees off, but maybe for the back nine. Nice. So, All right. Cool. We'll, well see. We'll, we'll be in touch, and uh, we'll we'll try to get another pot out in in the near term, and we'll we'll tweet out all the details. So. Yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Appreciate appreciate you guys checking in. Uh, hopefully this thing grows and uh, we could, uh, you know, get this thing rolling. Sounds good, man. All right, have a good one. Right, we'll see everybody.